What's happening? This is the Tap In Podcast. We are live inside of the Tap In studio. It's your boy Jerome Rogan in the building, a.k.a. Dante. Man, we got a special guest in the building today. Man, all the way from the boot, Louisiana, that is. Mr. Trey Lowe in the building. What's happening, man? What's good with it, man? I'm chilling, man. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. It's a good day outside. Yes, sir. We're alive, so shit. We're just enjoying it. Yes, sir, <laughs> man. So, man, I know um, I got a lot of stuff that I want to just cover with you, but let's start, let's start from the beginning. How did you, uh, you from Louisiana, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, what part of Louisiana are you from? Bozier. Bozier? Bozier City. If you know where Shreveport is, uh, it's a bridge away. I mean, literally, like, you cross the bridge, you're in Bozier. Okay. What's Bozier like, man? What's there to do in Bozier? Uh, it ain't too much when you talking about being in Dallas, man. <laughs> what we did, like, going to the mall, the board, it's a boardwalk. Um, back in the day, that's what it was like a shopping center, basically, where everybody come together and link up. You go to the movies or something like that. But it ain't nothing, nothing else really there, man. The mall, small. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We, okay. we, we yeah, used to yeah. go to the mall, but there was trouble. The boardwalk was trouble. Okay. Depending on what group of people there. So uh, we did a lot of the uh, partying. Like, mm. you know, when we were younger, with the Ramada, the hotel lobbies and conference rooms. People used to rent them out and actually throw parties for the high school people. Mm. And we used to go to the parties and, and the Ramada and stuff like that. So we was partying at an early age, kind of like club activity. Like really? in and then one, two. Yeah, dead, dead ass, man. Really? Yeah. Like what age? I, I, I was 16. God. Junior, yeah, junior year. Junior year, yeah. Damn. <laughs> out, out to one thirty-two in the morning doing what people do in the club. No, that's why I'm fool with the club now, really, because like. When you've been doing it that long, you go to college. I went to college and we did it again, and so now I don't even really be it's played out. Yeah, man. I ain't yeah, interested yeah. in it because we started so early. But that's what we did, man. Went there, that was trouble too. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, that's what we did, though, for real. Yeah, that's, that's the time of your life. That was the time yeah. you was killing, kicking it. Yeah, yeah, we was. And I okay. played sports, so I mean, that's what I did the majority of the time, though. Like off season, I was playing football and stuff like that. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Man, all right. It, um, what made you like uh, start getting into music? Like, what made you start? Well, I, I'm fucking. I'm gonna get in the booth. Uh, friends made me get in the booth. Right, mm. I've been writing for a while though. Like, I started writing just for like therapy, like mm. just to get off emotions and shit that we usually don't get off in our household because you can't say shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I've been writing since like fourth grade, just writing poetry, writing stuff to, like a diary almost, where it was just my work and nobody seen it. But as I got older with friends playing ball and stuff, we used to freestyle all the time. And then one of my homeboys at the time had a studio. He was like, man, you got to come get in the studio, man. We really be rapping and shit. And that's how I did it. My first time getting in the studio, ninth grade. Uh, and it was like a room set up for fun, you know what I'm saying? That's how we got into it. And then we had like a group going where we rapped together. And at that time, you know what I'm saying, that's, I wasn't, I was new to rap, but not writing, so delivery was all, it was just a little different, you know how it is, yeah, with, yeah. With, with growth, man. Yeah, what so, was the name of the group? Uh, the, we called each other the Big Three. The Big, oh, it was three of us. Yeah, okay. The Big Three, and then, like, the, the group name, collectively, like, for all the artists, was Dark Envy Entertainment at the time, like, so, that's... That was the person who had the equipment. He had his own agenda, and like he had already had some ideas for himself mm. with us. 
And so that's how it was. But it was our homeboy. We played football together. Oh, okay. Do you remember uh, one of your first raps? Do you remember? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> nigga, I don't remember everything from the album that I just dropped, nigga, in, in March. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't rap that shit word for word. It's, I, man, I had to write over probably over 500 to 1,000 songs, man. I don't remember shit from like two two years ago. I got wow. I got to study it to rap it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Man, okay. And um and so when did you start taking uh taking the rap serious? Um, you was like, you know what, this is this is gonna be my path. I'ma say when I came to Dallas, uh in twenty fifteen, um that's when I got more serious with it. Like I left co- I graduated college and then I came to Dallas. And when I came out here, I went to the Art Institute in Dallas at, for a second for audio engineering because I thought I wanted to learn that through the school. Okay. Just to find out that um, to wi- out-of-state tuition at a private art institute wasn't really going to be it after the first 20000 for one semester. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, nah. Yeah. And so I dropped out. <laughs> yeah. I dropped out of that. But during that process, I met a lot of people in the music industry from engineering production, those teachers and stuff. And when we was able to get studio time, they were like, hey, man, you got something that people don't have. You got to push forward. And so um, I kind of started taking it more serious then after that, after experience. That was my first time really going to a professional studio through the school and through everything. So I saw a whole different setup and ball game and seriousness and, uh, like, the business aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so they was pushing me. They was like, bro, you got to, like, you got to start rapping and get comfortable, like, you got some shit to say, dog. You know how to rap. Niggas ain't rapping like that no more. So, yeah, that, that kind of put me motivation in me to get more serious with it and give it a real shot. Yeah, because you know what I know. I was inconsistent then, oh. even, even then, yeah, because I was just getting serious. You know, you still don't know if you want people telling me to do it because I can do it and I'm good, but I ain't believing this all the way. I'm not 100 percent in. You know what I'm saying? If you mm-hmm. ain't all in, you're really out. Really. Yeah. Because you ain't going to be consistent, something that you were talking about before. Yeah. So I was inconsistent, and that didn't work out well. But I still had a lot of love from the stuff I was doing at the time, surprisingly. Yeah. You know, Jay-Z started the same way. People was telling him, hey, man, you need to rap. And he was just like, he was so deep in the streets. He was just like, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But once he started thinking of raps and why he was going on. Everybody know Jay-Z's story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you got you to gotta kind of got the same kind of beginning path as Jay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like not really into it, people telling you. And, yeah. Dibble-dabbling yeah. in Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you know what I noticed, man, that. That's one of my big inspirations, too, by the way. Jay? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. What I noticed is I seen a, a video that you had on your social media, on your IG, where you had dreads. It seemed like you was kind of like, I don't know, because I, I, I don't know if it was just, if this was a conscious decision, but I felt like when you had your dreads, you was more like hood street. And then when I seen the videos where you cut your dreads, it was like more clean cut tray low. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was that conscious or? I'm going to say um, I didn't intentionally cut the hair because of it, but it did fall all in the same. Like if if it went well together, because this this project was me doing something different than I ever did, and I did what I'm true to on this project. So what happened was basically how I was telling you I was inconsistent and in all this stuff right before, and um, I just found myself making music at that time that I felt with 
pushed me forward. And I, when I say that, I was still speaking my truth and talking about me. Yeah. But I was finding beats in production that I felt like was catchy with everybody else was on more so. And it wasn't really what I'd do, like how I would do it if I had a, a label big budget behind me. And so what I did this time was I went as close as I could by doing what I'm true to. And in that, you know what I'm saying, I'm just talking different. I, I carry myself differently how I would. You know what I'm saying? How yeah. I, if you really know me, that's that's what's going to stick. You're going to be like, oh, nigga, now he, now he Trevor. Yeah. Like, I see him for him outside of the artist side of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so at that time, I was just cutting my hair because I was hot and tired of the shit. It was long. Oh, okay. oh, if you saw the video, it was long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. it also went well. And actually, she was the one who went ahead and told me to go ahead and cut it just with the whole new look because it was a new sound it was a new movement how i was delivering it and everything yeah and uh and it would bring it was marketing like yeah you know what i'm saying like i was already thinking about cutting it but she was like if you're gonna drop this shit you might as well cut it because that shit gonna turn up everybody looking like damn what he on is he on something why why it's so different it's different sound it's, he cut the hair off like this nigga must be serious something going on you know what i'm saying so it worked out. We did do it intentionally, but it wasn't intentionally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was yeah. already the plan. I was going to cut the shit, but it might have been this summer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but she was like, yeah. nah, if you're going to drop, fuck it, cut it first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the album is called Till Until Further Notice. Yeah. Okay. It got like what? How many tracks is on there? 23. 23 tracks. Okay. The one that um that really touched me where I was like, Cause I'm I'm dealing with some some of the same feelings, you know, emotions. Was the father figure record, man? Yeah. 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 Tell tell me what what's the motivation behind that? What made you even write that? Uh, damn. And with and with and with Father's Day right around the corner, you know what I'm saying? Like it was like, man. Yeah. Um. What in writing this project in general, right? Like. I wanted to put everything on the table, really. Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff that's unsaid that usually don't get talked about in music and just put all my personal shit on the table, really. Because I felt like what was happening was I was... I'm a certain individual with my people and friends and shit, but, like, as far as the entertainment world, people who follow me for my music, they don't get to see me for me. Mm. Like, they see all the entertainment shit, but they don't really know me or feel like they know me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that connection piece needed to grow as an artist and make people connect to you and want to buy, want to do anything with you, business. You know what I'm saying? Niggas want to feel like they know you or they can relate or they fuck with what you're doing or how you feel about shit. Oh, I feel the same way. And so what I wanted to do is talk my truth through basically my album in hopes that it connect with people and motivate people and inspire people to just beat them unapologetically uh whatever it is get it off your chest you know what i'm saying yeah. open up that conversation that nobody in the room will have and talk about this shit man so that was my agenda through writing the project and through writing it that's just a part of my truth you know what i'm saying growing up uh my father being present like my biological father being living not in jail not dead, you know what I'm saying, seeing me in the flesh and just act, choosing not to be a part, you yeah. know what I'm saying, didn't do much, went around, didn't show up, and somebody I grew up with is my brother's dad, like, he took me in, I didn't even live with my mama, so I lived with my brother's dad growing up, and he raised me, and I just feel like I wanted to give him his flowers while he's here, 
Um, mm. I see Nipsey on your wall. I'm a big Nipsey guy too. Yeah. And it's just like you gotta appreciate the people you got while you got them while they here. And a lot of the times we don't give people they flowers. We wait till they dead. Now everybody's saying the marathon. You know what I'm saying? Now everybody want to talk about stuff. So I just wanted to make a song to give him his flowers while he was here and highlight good. You know what I'm saying? Because all the time in our house, in the black communities, you know what I'm saying, you hear about the father not being present, not wanting, you know what I'm saying, not doing shit, not being there, whatever the case may be. But you never hear about the ones that step up to the plate and be phenomenal. So this is a man who... I'm not his kid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He took my brother, my little brother is his real son. He took both of us in and he raised me up to today. Like he's still wow. so shit. You know what what was the uh, what was the situation where you had to go live with him? What what was that situation? Well, he was pre- like when my mama had me, he was actually dating my mama at the time. Like uh-huh. he, he took in a pregnant woman. Mm. Like in the song, that's how I started it. Like uh, you took in a pregnant woman. You took me in, too. And so, like, he was dating my mama while she was pregnant. And when I was born, he was always he was already around. So mm. he already was connected to me, probably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I can't. I don't know. I was young. But yeah, I'm imagining yeah. that he probably had a love for me. And when it was a time when me and my mama was bumping heads, I was living with my mama. And I knew that shit wasn't going to work. So I was like, I called that nigga and actually told him to come get me I said it in the song too I'm like hey like you have to come get me because this ain't gonna work and it's only two places that type of stuff go to man like it's gonna start getting outside of the household when you got problems in the house and that shit gonna end up having you dead or in jail yeah you know I ain't wanna go down that path I already knew what was happening because it was just too it was too reckless for me Mm -hmm. like I ain't have no understanding and she wasn't trying to help me understand and had I gotten older in that situation this like 6th grade it could have been like domestic stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? If like you hit me again, I might have popped her. That's not good though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I understand what's going on, but I knew it's gonna be a breaking point, dog. And if I don't break in there, I'm gonna go outside and the wrong nigga gonna say something, and then I'm gonna be a statistic. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and I still had that edge for a little minute, but I told you I was writing. Like people that know, you know what I'm saying? In these times, I'm writing in the, in the notebook. At home, I'm not doing shit. I ain't going to participate in family activities yeah. and shit, bro. Yeah. Like, I was just in a bad space mentally, bro, because I ain't have my daddy. And then I was losing my mama. Like, we just went connecting. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that was just it. Shit crazy, I know. <laughs> no, nah, it's deep, though. It, and yeah. it's, it's, that's why the song is so heartfelt to me because I didn't, I didn't have no stepdad that was in the house. But at the same situation where my dad is in the flesh, nigga is alive. He talked to my sisters. Like, I know exactly where about where he live. This nigga know everything that's going on in my life through my sisters, but I don't talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I felt that in the song. Um, what's the situation with you and your pops? Why y'all not uh, Why y'all not connecting or do you even know why? I don't know. That's one conversation that I haven't had since the album. Mm. I had to come with everybody else, you know. Um, but I haven't talked to him. I don't know. It's obviously him. Like, as a kid, as a child, you want to be connected to your parent. Right. You know what I'm saying? You ask, you see other people playing with their daddy and doing shit, and you wonder where yours is, and yours say they're going to come to the game and shit. They don't. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted the relationship as a child. At this point, 
Yeah. That, that, that exactly. <laughs> that silence, yeah. Yeah, At yeah. this point, it, it don't affect me either way. You know what I'm saying? I'll come to terms with it. Uh, I done made music, right? Like, that's my therapy, my way of being, having therapy too sometimes. So, like, I done wrote shit. I done had conversations. I embraced the, the father figure that I have as father. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm good. Either way, you know what I'm saying? I would, I would do it for him today, though. So, don't get it twisted. Like, he probably need that piece because he might. He might feel like shit today, and he don't know how to come to me and say it, especially if he's hearing these conversations and the music. I don't know if he's hearing it, but if he is, you know, if you listening, nigga, give me a call. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm open to talk about the shit yeah. and, and get help him get through. I'm through it. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I know sometimes people reflect on their past and feel like they didn't handle things well, and they don't know how to get it back right and, and communicate or maybe afraid of what I might say. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. But yeah. I ain't tripping on them. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever your shit was back then, that's on you. I'm tripping yeah. on my daddy. Fuck you. I'm tripping. I'm, tri- <laughs> I'm tripping, man. <laughs> yeah, nah, but that makes sense, though. You got the right to feel that. I understand that, too. Yeah. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I just want everybody to be peaceful, man, and, and be at a place of peace. And if you ain't at a place of peace, then I can help. Did By you ever, having that conversation. Yeah. You Did you, have you ever, um, like, reached out to him or start initiate the conversation? No, you um, just no. Okay, I I never will. I don't I don't care to do it for me. You know, okay. if I wanted to do it for me, if I needed a peace of mind, I would because I'm I'm like that. Like I walk in the room and have any conversation with anybody, tough yeah. or not. But I just don't care at this point. It got too far for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I probably just dealt with it. It's just how we brought up, man. Like I dealt with it differently growing up. When I if I was gonna do it, I would have wanted to do it probably like ninth, tenth grade in high school going like balling and wanting to support and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that was a bad time. But other than that, I don't really care to now I don't care to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. mean I, I see him all the time anyway. Like Do you? Yeah, his his mama, my grandma I, and that's my the grandma I'm closest with. So I'm there often like we about to go to Jamaica this summer, me and the grandma my grandma. Uh-huh. And so like I'm there and I see him and I see his wife and I see you know what I'm saying? We speak, and even if it's a game on, we watch the game. But that conversation don't ever happen, though. Uh, <laughs> Sit crazy. But yeah, okay. It's normal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it ain't like he run f- from me if I walk in the room and nothing like that. Okay. He, the elephant in the room just never get brought Just up. talked about. Yeah, yeah. It's just like an elephant in the room. Got you. Yeah, see, I guess my situation is different. Like, this nigga don't want to talk. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's a little <laughs> different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he be around. Like, he be present. He don't disappear when I show up and then. Like, okay. He don't, he don't seem to get uncomfortable unless he composed, like, he composed about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Is anybody in your, um, is your brother um, into music at all? Anybody else in your family or just? Into music, yeah. He don't do, he not an artist, though. Okay. Like, he listened to a lot of music, but not. Nothing like Nothing that. Nothing where he pursuing it or... No, nobody in my family pursue music or do anything in the entertainment realm. Oh, okay. How was that um, that conversation with your family when you was like, this is what I'm going to do or this is, what I'm, this is what I'm pursuing? Was it a difficult one where they was like, Trey, we don't know. Will you just get a job or... Well, the crazy thing about it is I got a job. Oh shit! Okay, Two, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that can't be the conversation for me. Okay. What you mean? Okay. A job and a degree, like 
they don't have degrees. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So they've been supportive, man, to say that, you know what I'm saying, for every step, period, because I went to college and I played football. Where'd you go to school? To ULM. Okay. University of Louisiana Monroe, for people who don't know what that okay. is. Okay. And so um, they were proud then. They've been proud ever since I went to college because they didn't go to college, and I was the first. And then I finished. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's been all love and support and what I do. But there have been questions like how long, like you still doing it? Don't seem like it's going nowhere. Mostly my grandma. She was like, you still doing that rap stuff? You know what I'm saying? So uh, other than that, though, my mom and them, they've been supportive. And if I need something, I feel like they, they would have me, too, if I was like, help me to get here, do this. They'll help. They'll get in the street. My mom would offer it. Like, I got these billboards and flyers and stuff. She, oh, let me know. Do I need to come out? Is people not showing up? I, I put my shoes on and come out. Like, mm. So she with the shit. They, they support, man. Oh, okay. Good, and man. it's probably because of the other stuff, though. You know what I'm saying? If it was a situation where I was just, I guess, quote, unquote, trying to be a rapper and then have no other shit together, we might have that problem. But, like, we don't, we don't have them conversations. Ain't no issue. Because I've I been on my shit, and I'm on my shit now. And so... That ain't never made me not be on my shit. If anything, right now I'm on my shit more than I ever been yeah. in all aspects of life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it all worked out, man. Okay, yeah, man. Um, do you have any kids? Mm-mm. No, no kids. Okay, all right, man. And I seen that you had um, on the album one of my new favorite female. Well, not even female. My new favorite rappers on your album. Uh, 3D Not T. She yeah. is hard, man. That how did you understatement, dog? Yeah. <laughs> how did you get? Truth, yeah. How you get her on the album? I reached out. Like, really? Yeah. I just, you know what I'm saying. I really reached out. Uh, what happened was, I knew I wanted a female artist on the album, and I wanted them to be hard. And so I'm like, man, who is like who hard? But is rapping about the content that I wanted. To, to be rapped about you know what i'm saying who telling the story who, who rapping and not just selling sex or none of that nature not nothing against people that do that though but um and i started asking people like hey what's an artist that you know of because i wasn't i ain't know many and i'm like who y'all might know and i hit my cousin up and uh he was like oh i got somebody that you you might like i've been following her for years i think she hard mm. and he sent me nati and I went and I started listening to her and I said, bro, what the fuck is going on? Like, in real life, in real time, looking, I'm like, I hit another song, I hit another one, I hit the little freestyles. I said, damn, boy, yeah. I need this, I need this right now. And so yeah. I hit her up. And shit, she responded and it was all love. Like, she's been genuine, cool. I just shot a video, it's gonna come soon. Like, she flew out to Dallas and we kicked in and everything. She cool. Yeah. Like, that's a new relationship that I have, you know, through reaching out with her. She real, real, real down to earth, man. She cool. is incredible. And not even just with rapping. She do it all, bro. Man. Everything, bro. She, like, independent for real. Man, straight up. <laughs> I'm talking about building shit. Yeah. She had them Timberland boots on, hard hat. She no, production. She do everything, bro, for real. And then when I got to talk to her, I was, you know, outside of what you see on Inst- Instagram and social media. Yeah. Like, it's even realer. You know what I'm saying? Man, she flew to Dallas with, with nothing. Her. I knew where she was at. You know what I'm saying? Everything. And we don't really know each other like that. And I even told her that I was like, I commend and respect you to a whole other level. You're a woman. You flew out here solo. You ain't no security. 
you pulling up on the scenes or all the scenes for the video shoot by yourself. She, ro- she rolling with me in the car. I'm like, damn. Now you got a whole different type of yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like people ain't move. People ain't moving like that in general. Let yeah. alone a woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. God dang. Shout out to 3D Not T, man. Shout yeah. out to. Oh, her. and she smashed that bitch too. So she did everything yeah. I wanted, just like I thought too. So shout yeah. out to Not T for sure. Yeah, man. God dang. That was that was hard. Do you um? What is what is? Because what I would. It, what I would um, consider your music is like conscious rap. Would you consider that, or or is it just because I've, I've I had this conversation with this other dude on here? Um, shout out to Dirt Beats. He was like, hip hop has several different genres of rap, right? There's trap, there's West Coast, there's East Coast, there's backpack, um, there's conscious rap. What would you see? What would you consider like your music and what genre of in hip hop? I really don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say. Con- I feel like conscious is more um, with the intent to teach or create a certain awareness. Um, like like Kendrick, I would say that's more conscious. Uh, like a Jordan Lucas, I feel like those people. I don't feel like I'm in that space. I really just be kicking my shit bro my truth listen if man. anything like if that's I good company say, though yeah that's good company yeah, bro i just be <laughs> calling it how i see it. i'm gonna look out the window somebody pass by looking happy nigga i might make a song like it's just some shit i seen you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah yeah like, so i don't know if it's conscious but if i get placed there i'm fine with that but i feel like i got a wide range i can have fun from louisiana where we turn up and get ratchet and shit i love ratchet shit even though you hear this from the album, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm in the club rapping ratchet ass boosie sh- and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like I can go there, I can do this, I can write for R and B artists. I wrote, I write for R and B artists. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying? I don't like to put myself in a category because I think I, I'm very well rounded, mm. to be honest. Okay. Uh, and I feel like I can go over here and, and have fun, and I can go over here and be conscious. Or I can go over here and, and make somebody cry with some heartfelt shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, one man can change the world, Big Sean. You know what I'm saying? Type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite um, record on the album? It's hard, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I have yeah. a favorite, to be honest. Um, I Off the top of my head, bro, I, I don't know what's my favorite dog. I yeah, be I just be writing that shit, bro. Man, let me see what what hit what stick with me. Kind of tough on there. Um, it's so it's so many it's so many yeah. dope yeah. It's, it's so like, many dope it's like tracks. My life to me, right? <laughs> right. I would say if I had to pick a song that I would say is is close to that, just because um, how it would make me feel and, and whole, I would say learn, live, and love, because that just captivate everything. Like from childhood to now, basically, and it just talk. It's uh, like motivating people to put down the phone and cherish moments with their loved ones and shit. And I'm big on that, man. Like moments you can't get back. Everybody pull out their phone now and do shit. So just not even just a personal thing. I just think that affect more other people more too. Mm. So hearing that, hearing being close with family, missing times with family, missing when it was a certain way. And, like, man, put your phone down and, and enjoy your loved ones while you can and, and just take some time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I would have to say that just because it, it holds so much, so many different 
lessons in the song, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like that's what uh, Corona taught me, man. That's what Corona kind of, like, made me really, like, think about the decisions that I've made up to that point. Like, the the, the woman who I married, you know what I mean? The the place that we decided to live. Like, my, my not being able to, because my mom and them is still in L.A., not being able to see them. Um, we had a baby during this time, so not being able to have the family. Thank you, man. Thank you. So we had a we had a little girl, and not being able to have a family around and come and see the new baby. So that kind of like really hit home for me, like the family part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel like I kind of took not for granted, but just like I'll get back to my family. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's easy to get in that mind space now with everything going on, man. What you see and what's what we're being consumed by, and the amount of hours you got to work just to just to make a living, to, right? To come home to the family, shit. You work ten hours and come home. You got five hours for the kids. Got to go to bed. Really, you know what I'm saying? Just the work life balance is this shit tough, man. Yeah, you know? man. So while you got that little bit of time. You just need to make sure you're spending it wisely, giving it to the right people, and enjoying it when you, when you got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I always ask everybody, every artist that come on on this show, um, indie or signing to a major, what's, what, what would you prefer or what do you think is the, the best? I, I would prefer uh, indie, but that take a lot. And I'm aware of that and I understand that. Um, and I don't know if everybody else do, but it takes a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But which do I think best overall? I think that's depending on the artist's situation and what they want for themselves. Because, um, like, for me, for example, depending, I'm okay with signing if it's the right person in the right situation. Because I look at it like um, I'm a loan officer now, like a home loan officer, right? Oh, okay. So, so I sell home loans, right? So if I make my company $2 million because I sell $2 million worth of loans, let's say I make 20000 You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm in a commission-based job. So if I'm selling them $2 million and only getting 20000 and I can go to a record label, I can sell $10 million and I can get $2 million, like, that ain't a bad situation, nigga, coming from corporate America, nigga. <laughs> like, niggas be complaining about their deal. Nigga, go sell two million for a company, a corporate company, and get twenty thousand a month or something. You know, right. whatever you know. what I'm saying your monthly is or annually, or sell ten million songs, and then you, you get two million dollars, and you can change your whole family life. And I can go do other shit. So like, if the label situation right, nigga, I ain't against it because if I'm gonna work forty hours for somebody, I'd rather make two million than fucking <laughs> than fucking thirty thousand yeah. or, or fifty or hundred fifty or three hundred. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'd rather make two million either way. So you know what I'm saying? Niggas gotta understand going into that though that that's your situation. And if it's five years, nigga, you better be humble and be grateful really that you can still make two million because a lot of niggas that be you know having problems with it or have something to say. Like, your record wouldn't even allow you and your credentials and other areas won't even allow you to provide for your family this way outside of rap, nigga. So, man, take your $2 million and, and just just chill out, man. Find something else to invest in yeah. and make some more money or something if you ain't happy. But, like, dog, what else would you be doing? Dead or in jail or, or, or what? You know what I'm saying? Hopefully not, but what else? You know what I'm saying? You just got to take and make the most out of everything. And educate yourself. Really, mainly 
anytime you go into a situation, just know what you're going into. Educate yourself properly. Use your resources. Find out what's really going on. And, and I would say you make that decision based on what you want. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And what kind of leverage you want, what kind of freedom you want with your artistry, how much of that shit you're willing to give away or give up. You got to know that shit, man. Yeah. Because I know, I know at one point, 360s was like, everybody was like, fuck a 360. I ain't taking no 360. But if you ain't got no money and they offer you 250, 250,000, 300 to take everything for five years or whatever the case, shit, I'm, I'm going to take that 250, man. See, I'm, <laughs> see, I'm, I'm just saying based on the situation. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So like, you, that's fine for you, but yeah. but niggas, what happened is you take that situation, and then you turn into Drake and you're two, and then you looking like, hey, bitch, y'all owe me something. Yes. I'm making fifty million. Yeah, like nigga, can I at least get twenty? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like I heard, I heard when um, the problems start happening. Who did I hear? I think I heard. Um, it was either Jim Jones or. Irv Gotti, it was one of them, some a New York artist that says, if you make a hit record, you could always go back and renegotiate a contract. Like, if 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 you want to renegotiate, go make a hit song, and that'll give you the leverage to go and renegotiate your contract if you don't like whatever it was at the beginning. And I was like, as a label owner, if I already know I fucked you on the first contract and I got you in it, and you made a hit song, I'm not going to renegotiate. I'm not. I'm not. This ain't because it's in the benefit of me. You know what I'm saying? It ain't. It's, it's in the benefit of me. So I I don't know. I like That is like the the biggest debate. And I heard Young Dolph said, independently, you need 250000 to even push a record. One song. Not like a whole album. You need 250000 I, I would say, I mean, that's probably true. But I'm going to say there's levels, too. Where Dolph at in life and where his career is, yeah, 250000 because he, he pushing it globally. You know what I'm saying? He getting a whole different return on investment. But if you if you starting and you starting locally, then regionally, I don't know if 250000 you know what I'm saying, if you're a local Dallas artist just to get bigger, mm. I feel like, you know what I'm saying, it strides to his levels to it. Like you can, you know what I'm saying, you have a smaller budget if you're in a smaller space and your your uh, demographic and area you covering a little smaller first, and as you start building up, you making money anyway. Like, don't make millions. Two hundred fifty thousand is not a bad investment. When right, you make five million. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It sounds like a lot, but to what he make, that's not really a lot in comparison. Like, cause you gotta, you know, you you own a business, nigga. You got marketing costs and expenses and shit, nigga. That's up front. Right. So right. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. I mean, yeah, at that level, yeah. I see 250. That makes sense. And you're going to get it back if you do everything right, too. And he, That's what he's saying, basically, to do everything right mm. and get what you want. You're going to have to put that bag up. But, yeah. yeah. That's anything, though. You know yeah, what I'm absolutely. If you're working for yourself. That's shit, dogs, nigga. If you want, even in the drug kettle. game, yeah, nigga, you gotta buy five <laughs> bricks to get five bricks or, or, or to make thirty thousand. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So, like, yeah, man. Dogs yeah, shit, man. And I seen, um, I seen, uh, Bebe is a, a part of your situation, man. How did you hook up with Bebe? Um, uh, I kind of been tapped in with Bebe. Uh, we from the same area. Oh, he from Bozier too? He from Shreveport. Oh, okay. But that shit, like I said, right across the street. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I know people that know him. 
Oh, okay. Um, and it's like uh, close to him. And so I'm going to say two or three years ago, I probably got involved with him. Uh, 16. So that's four years ago. Five. Damn. Yeah. It's been a while. This nigga. time is moving yeah, now. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> damn. Five years. Yeah. So um, I had a song called Louisiana. And they had Big Pop, a dude named Big Papa from my area. Uh, on the song, and he big locally, like he a local celebrity. Oh, okay. And Fox, which you know who Fox is, right? No. Uh, Wipe Me Down, Fox. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox on the song. And so uh, we just connected with him uh, about that song, getting it out through Louisiana and using resources and stuff like this, spreading the song and spreading the music. So ever since then, it's been uh, kind of a relationship. But then I spoke to him again and last year. I'm doing this, which is way different than the song Louisiana, uh, which is more rowdy, clubby, and, you know, fun. And um, I was just proposing a whole different situation. So I called that nigga with a, with a business proposal. Mm. And he was listening to me. He was saying, I don't know if he can quite do what I was trying to get him to do. And so I let him hear some of the music from what has come out now. And he was like, damn, bro, this shit different. I ain't never heard nothing like this from where we from. Like, this is a breath of fresh air. And then he was like, man, let's push this song. He had one song in mind, and I sent him another song because he was kind of sold on a song. And I'm like, man, this ain't even what got the top vote at our listening party. So I sent him the one that got number one vote for the listening party. Mm-hmm. And when I sent it to him, he didn't respond. It was a couple hours. He called, and he was like, man, I had to listen to that shit the whole couple hours. But, dog, like... I need to be a part of this. I want to do this with it. I got this vision. And then he asked me, he proposed something to me. And then I was like, yeah, I'm with this. So we partnered on it. Basically, it's telling his story. Now he's basically adopting the song. He's going to tell his story. And we got video working. Like, it's almost done now at this point. I'll have it tomorrow. But, yeah, so we tap back in again on a different, a whole different venture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's the song that, um... That that got the number one. Is it on the album? Yep, it's picture. He's it's the one he on. Picture me. Really? Yeah. Oh, this one okay. Got number one to listen to, undisputably number one. Like that bitch yeah. blew everything <laughs> out the water. Yeah. <laughs> like I ain't think you know. Like I said, I will just be writing the music, man. Um, but like people love the song. Like everybody loves it. Mm. Everywhere, every time. You know what I'm saying? This one of the biggest DJs in Dallas, if not the biggest, one of the biggest the biggest from Louisiana that I know of off top and in the South region he's very known and you gotta think he he heard the song and called me and wanted to be a part of it they let me know this nigga he listened to what thousands Thousands, of songs a day you know what I'm saying throughout 10-20 years of doing this for a profession bro this nigga called me and wanted to be a part of it yeah let's do it like let's make it make sense and it's something about the song whether I see it or not like no matter how I felt about it Everybody undisputably voted it the greatest song at, for the album, you know, at the listening party. And this nigga called me, wanted to be a part of it. So I just had to be like, all right, like, clearly this song worked. Like, you know what I'm saying? It got some shit to it that I wasn't thinking about. And so now we about to start working that shit out. Dope, man. Dope. Mm-hmm. Is there any um, other artists that you uh, want to work with, like, going forward? Uh yeah, it's a lot of artists that like I want to work with, man. Are you talking about on the bigger like whoever? Cause here's my thing, I I I I am 
seriously and and 100 convinced about manifestation about your the power in the tongue whatever you say out of your mouth is gonna come true so i like to kind of get people whatever you whoever you want to work with speak it out into existence because i don't know if you've seen i've seen a couple of um videos a long time ago about um dang what's the girl name shit i just had her name in my in my fucking head and i forgot it she a big artist from houston god damn it the one that be twerking all the goddamn time every time you turn on instagram she twerking Who, uh, from his from houston megan Stallion. Megan, yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't How think of that name. I don't know. I, I couldn't think of that name. I was just thinking the whole time it can't be her because who would forget that name? Unless <laughs> yeah. you forgot her name. I'm like, who gonna forget that yes, name? Megan. Like, yeah. I seen a video with her when she was like when she was just coming up that she was like she wanna work with Beyonce. And then once they did that collab, that video came back. So I'm I'm real heavily into manifestation and speaking what you want to existence. So I always try to get artists to say exactly who they want to work with in the future, big or small, it don't even matter. But I want to just put that energy out there. Yeah, um, a rapper for sh- the game. I would like to work with the game for sure. Okay, uh, that's sick. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I with the game. That nigga be rapping, bro. Yeah. Uh, but let me see another artist, a rap, a Drake for sure. Like I would love to work with Drake, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Um, if it was possible to work with Jay Z, you know what I'm saying? Jay Z, uh, for as R and B artist, K Michelle, I, I, that's gonna happen. K Michelle, that's gonna happen, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm saying that's gonna happen. <laughs> like I gotta work with her. Okay. One time. Uh, and I'm open to other ones, but it, like her, she's like a a person that's on the bucket list type thing. Like okay. And then I would like to work with Ed Sheeran too. Mm. He fire. Yeah. 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 So I got like every genre of person I want right, to work with. Right. That's what I'm noticing. Country, yeah. I got Willie Jones. Like he from my area. Uh, I want to make that happen too. I'm all over the place. I write country songs too, bro, for people's like for for sale. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I I'm feel like country place, and, and R&B and rap ain't, ain't that far off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they just got a, a a different beat, but they the 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 way they, I guess the the content is ain't too far yeah. off. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, uh, especially like R and B and country for sure. It's like heartbreak, love, and stuff like that. So yeah, 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 man. Yeah, man. So I, yeah, I got my R and B, I got my rap, I got my country, I got my pop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a little bit everywhere. Yeah. I want to touch all of the categories. Yeah. Well, not rocking them. The ones I just mentioned, I want to touch them categories. You know rock, what I'm rock, I'm telling you. Machine Gun Kelly? Is that rock? I mean, I, I guess mean, I'm he, not educated he, enough on what is actually rock. I might be in okay with doing some rock shit. I guess that's, I mean, Machine Gun Kelly, like, I, I just seen a video with him doing some, I mean, I guess he's always been doing it, like, jumping in the crowd. He got a guitar. He got a live, like, I I don't know I see I, I feel like Machine Gun Kelly does more rock than than like than hip hop now you know what I mean yeah I I feel like he's some kind of going trying to go to that path like a uh, kid rock you know what I'm saying like yeah. that that kind of where you started like in hip hop and now he's like transitioning over to like more rock hop or whatever you want to call it I, I, I know what you I think I know what you're referring to yeah. Now. 
Yeah, I don't know if I'm into that stuff, bro. Don't don't. But don't. I mean, you never know. Like I exactly. said, you get in the setting, I'm in the studio, and they talking about the right shit. I might feel turned up and jump in there and start screaming or some shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to that jump, man. Because <laughs> you know one of my favorite my one of my favorite hardest rap rock songs is Jay Z and um I think it's Blink One Eighty Two or uh, the, that encore song they got encore and I don't know it's like a rock is Jay Z's doing encore and then this a uh, rock band is doing a song. And they like blended it together. Shit is dope. I gotta hear it. I gotta go check it out. I don't think I know. I've, I've heard of like Wayne doing rocks. That's another nigga I would like to work with. Yeah, I didn't like Wayne rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know enough of that either. I don't think I was into it and checked it out thoroughly. So mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm open, man. I'm a I'm open to whatever I okay. can contribute to, man. If it's good music, it's good music. Yeah, yeah. I um, and I always see oh, most. Oh, hold on. Go man. ahead. Alicia Keys, like that's real big too. I would love to work with Alicia Keys too, man. Alicia's dope. I haven't heard from I haven't heard from her in a while, but she's dope. Yeah, she's dope, she man. Had the album what last year or nineteen? Did she? Uh, or nineteen? Yeah, called Alicia. Okay, yeah. If they don't market it, like I guess if it doesn't come in my little yeah bubble, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? They ain't, they ain't heavy marketed now like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, she ain't on the forefront no more like that. Yeah, dang. Um, I always see rappers transition over to like starting the label. Would you ever see something like that in your future? Hell yeah, I want to do that. That that's gonna happen too. So yeah, for sure. Okay, what's what's the name of the label? What would you call it? Determine to win. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Too dub. It's already a brand. It's already a thing. Like what is it? What is it? Two dubs? D two dub. Determine oh, to win. Oh, okay. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard. D two dub. It's on my shirt, actually. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> I, I forgot I had the shirt on. Oh, bro. Okay. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. D2 yeah. Dub, man. Determine to win. Okay, that's what's up. Damn. You got any artists under you right now, or no, anybody no, that no. you kind of are you branding if yourself first? Yeah, I gotta. Put me in a position to put people in position, mm. and I mean I'm slowly getting there. Yeah, uh, but surely it's a process. Anytime you uh, independent, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, and there's people that's ready too. You know what I'm saying. There's people that I, my, people that I grew up with, people around me that's ready uh, when I'm ready. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And they talented too, and so they just don't have the resources I have right now, and I ain't even where I want to be for me yet to be putting people on or trying to you know what i'm saying they they know the game and respect it and i'm honest and transparent about every part of the process mm. uh and like mainly what others need to do uh as independent at any level really if you're starting man educate yourself on the game because it ain't just music that shit like 90 percent business dog like and and networking who you know how how many relationships can you build and keep and maintain bro and so that's important man absolutely like, niggas gotta learn how to Walk in the room and make a friend with a stranger. Quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gotta come in and start talking. <laughs> and niggas be out of there. You know, niggas be full of shit and, you know what I'm saying, kind of quiet and shy. And so, you know, you got to start start there. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And unless you already got a buzz and you already doing shit and, and it's working for you. Because everybody's story and shit different, too. I know that. 
and everybody way up is different in journey. But you still those things are key aspects no matter where you at, key elements that can can boost you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Make it happen. Right. Yeah. What is um and this get you out of here, man. I ain't gonna hold you too long. What is uh one thing that well I got actually I got two questions. What is one thing that you um is is the music business everything that you thought it was before you got into it? Nah. It's nah, not nah, nah, what did you think it was versus what it is? Uh I I really didn't have no thought for what it was, to be completely honest, bro. I just saw what I saw and I don't never take shit for unless I start educating myself on it, I don't ever just assume nothing. You know, I try not to. And so, um, it all looked like glamorous and good and shit. Uh, but what you don't learn is what you don't learn, man. Like, you, most of the time, you don't know shit. Coming in. <laughs> like, because, because it ain't no court. There's nowhere people tell you about the business of music, man. They just talk about being signed, making money, making songs. Like, they don't never talk to you about publishing and royalties and percentages and and marketing costs and sh- and publicists like people don't even know that those things are something that's gonna significantly help you you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you just think oh let me wrap but put it on youtube tell all my people like it's way more to it and then if you ain't doing that properly you might never make a dime and you just wasting time at that point you know what i'm saying so yeah um i would say everything i learned everything by jumping in it and not knowing shit and I ain't have nobody to teach me and shit. I bought a book, and along the way, I just got fucked over so much. You learn as you get fucked over. Like, you be like, damn, what happened? Why this happened? Uh, man, because you didn't do this under a contract. Or, damn, he ain't never commit to this part. Nigga, you paid for the feature, not the video. This That's an extra 1500 Nigga, what? Like, I wish I'd have known that paying you for the feature. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't have did the shit at all because... What's the point of me doing this with you if I can't get the the fan, the the public eye with you? You know what I'm saying? So now it's another fifteen hundred, or depending on the situation, fifteen thousand. You know, so little shit like that, man. That should be, be breakdown. What's the? Because I always hear people say, um, you, you own your publishing, you own your publishing, but I don't, I don't know what's the difference between your publishing and advance and royalties can you break that down or explain that yeah yeah so um your publishing is basically your um like your your musical composition okay so that's that's the the compositional part of it like when you write a song the idea the thought and then you have the song recording which is the master like when you go record the song now you got a hard copy a physical tangible version then that's your uh that's your uh, master. And so you got the sound recording. And a lot of people don't know that uh, when you're doing songs with people or uh, a producer, they get a percentage, they're supposed to get a percentage of the publishing. You're supposed to work that out. And you're supposed to register these songs to a performance rights organization or a PRO. And that's the part people don't even know, like um, ASCAP or BMI. And so you register these songs, and you have to say what percentage of the song you wrote. So if you got your writer portion, if you wrote the whole song, then you get a certain amount of publishing that you agree upon with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then if you got the master, like, you split that with your producer or, or whoever else involved, if it's other writers and shit or whatever, or um, 
or if it's a Diddy in the room and he contributed, you know what I'm saying? You giving them a percentage of that. And so, like, that's your publishing, knowing how to make money on that stuff and where to register it. Like, because certain people collect the performing rights and then you said royalties. Some people get your mechanical royalties, which is like song sales and streams. Then you get uh, performance royalties for performing a song. And anytime it's a public performance, like radio, uh, things of that nature, um, sound, ex- I mean, uh, not sound exchange, but uh, Pandora, stuff like that. You know, public performance. Yeah, you know, yeah. TV, which you got to have sync licensing for. And people don't know these all these terms. I'm yeah, probably, yeah. probably like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's different type <laughs> of royalties, too, you know? And so, and that all come with publishing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The day you said, uh, what else? Advanced. That's just like a, a loan. Like, if you go to the bank, uh, like, I want to start a, a car washing company. I go to the bank. They say, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you 200000 to start this company, but you got to pay it back. And so you got to make a profitable business out of that advance, that 200000 and you got to come back with some heat or some money. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit old back. That's not yours to keep. Like, that's that's what you're probably going to use to be making your project and creating the money to pay that back. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. a loan. A loan yeah. up front. Uh, unless, depending on situations. Like, some people do that shit. I, be, I believe wholeheartedly that Gotti just give niggas 250 <laughs> And that nigga yeah, don't ask look it. like that shit ain't about no giving it back. That shit like, <laughs> welcome to my label, nigga. This some boss nigga shit. Two fifty just to pop you off in a Lambo. Yeah. But now nigga do what you want. Yeah. I'm like, God damn. But that's what I'm saying. So some advances is different too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. So that's kind of how what it is. Publishing is actually your intellectual property and your masters, your hard copy of the song, man, and setting it up right to get paid from it and registering your music. And having people collect it for you when it's streamed, when it's played, when it's on the radio, when it's all this shit. Then your um, royalties is a part of the publishing. There's different publishing aspects, like what you get paid for within your publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, digital, mechanical, and sync. And then you got the advances. It's like the money up front. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and Most of the time, if it's a label, you got to pay it back. But... The way God ain't them shit be looking. <laughs> oh no, man! Niggas be Gotti. dropping that bag. Yes, man. <laughs> Just be counting two, four, six, yeah, seven. Yeah. Like God damn. Shit coming, man. <laughs> Welcome to CMG, nigga. That's <laughs> what we do over here. Like, shit, that's nice. <laughs> man, I also heard something um, as far as like the music uh, about owning your masters. Like after seven years, something like you could re-record your songs or something like that. I heard it on a. Uh, I think it was Dream Champs or some shit, where after seven years, you can go back, re-record your, your music, and now, since you're not signed to anybody, like, this is more for, like, artists that's been in the game for a little while, and their music is making money, you can go and re-record it, and now they own the masters, and people could go listen to that, where that money comes directly to them, and not going to the, the label or whoever they were signed with when they first initially initiated the song. And that's how they can get their masters back, cause it's a new, it's a new version or remastered or whatever it is that they can get that money back instead of it going to somebody else. I thought that was dope. I thought that was yeah, like that that's game like that a legit uh, workaround. That sound like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm gonna get you back. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to do that now that I'm on my deal or whatever it is. You know, I remake the song. Technically, I remade it, so it's a master. Right. Yeah, new master. That makes sense, man. Yeah. 
I heard it. I think Cameron was saying that that um, that's what he I think did. I saw that. Yeah, I, I thought it was Jim Jones maybe or something, but maybe Cameron. Yeah, yeah, man. I saw that too. Man, Trey Low, man. The the album is out now. The until further notice yeah. is out. Okay, and you pushing the single. Uh, what single is it? Is it the Father Figure? Yeah, we pushing Father Figure campaign right now to till Father Figure Day. Okay. I mean, I said Father no, Figure no, Day. No, no, you renamed it. Father you renamed day. it. You renamed the day, nigga. Until, until, until you renamed Father's it. Day, man. So okay. we're just creating awareness right now for everybody who uh, got great men in their lives, really, man. That That's what's up. up. And, and make a big impact and encouraging more people to do it. That's what the whole attempt is, you know what I'm saying? Okay. To, to try to do that, so. Yeah, father figure what we moving right now, man. Okay. Is there is there a video for it? No, nah, it's not, not a yet? video for that. Okay. No, nah, no. Nah. I like I like the um the stuff you've been putting on social media too, man, with the uh, with all the dads and their kids and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I like get, that. Get, create the awareness like I was saying, man. Yes, you got sir. some shit, man. Post your, your children or I will, man. Know. I will. Post your dad, man. Now I'm just playing. I know your situation, yeah, fuck bro. That nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I was just being busy, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's funny. Yo, man. Thank you for tapping in with us, Trey, man. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. Me, bro. Yes, sir. Yo, man, this has been the Tap In Podcast. Remember, remember the giving is in the getting. Or the getting is in the giving. You know what I mean? The getting is in the giving. This has been the Tap In Podcast. Holla. <laughs>